It's Saturday night, and you know what that means. It is the Wrestling Ramble, the return to the Wrestling Ramble. I am so happy to be back chatting to you about wrestling, Todd. How's things? Things are good, man. Things are good. It's been a long time, but hey, we're back. So, Aye, Absolutely. Go. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we kind of discussed about how we should do the Wrestling Ramble as opposed to what we were doing before, and we kind of agreed that we should just kind of be two general wrestling fans chatting like we do because it's something we do in life anyway we phone each other we talk about wrestling so let's ra rather than have like a an analysis kind of point of view on it and rather than kind of give our expert opinions we should more just talk about what we like what we don't like so let's uh let's just smash right into that now it's what we do anyway man it's what we do yeah I um I had noticed well I never noticed I created the the name of this episode which is the the wrestling revolution right which <laughs> has happened since we last done a a bloody wrestling ramble like well, has it happened yet though has it it's happening it is happening it is so <laughs> happening right now it is so happening right let me just take you back to 1997 I think right there was a time where wrestling was just the wrestling where I watched Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, where this was just the thing, right? Something happened, right? Which we all know what it is. Don't need to go down that road. But something happened where I'm at school and people are all talking about wrestling. These are people that never spoke about wrestling before. So I felt more at home. I'm like, all right, you guys watch it too. <laughs> no, I don't really watch it, but now I do, right? Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was coming to school with a packed lunchbox. It was all WCW merch because for some reason it was easier to find WCW merch in Scotland than it was to get WWE stuff. So I had fair, all, uh -huh. probably easier to watch WCW than it was WWE. It was because WCW was in Channel Five. Channel Five, mate. Channel Five. And and you know my the biggest my biggest gripe, right? And people don't talk about this now. But I used to turn the TV on to watch it, and the signal would be terrible. I'd have to move the aerial, and then <laughs> half the time I had to watch it with like all the static and i'm like change and I'm days, saying, mate right exactly you couldn't have just find an illegal stream and batter on <laughs> back then you had to like move a coat hanger about <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's crazy it was crazy ladybird lady says henlo henlo to you too joe henlo to you too <laughs> uh, but it was, it was it was a mad one it was a mad one but it's happening again it is happening again we're not quite there yet where people that don't like wrestling are tuning into wrestling you know how uh, UFC's on all the time, but people only start talking and tweeting and going on Facebook about it when Conor McGregor's doing something, or when CM Punk comes from WWE, or when Lesnar's there. Realistically, that and maybe, um, what's his name? Uh, the Russian fella that uh, break Conor McGregor. What's his name again? Habib. Oh, right? Habib of I. I when that, when those guys... Yeah, but when those guys are on, that's the only time that Everybody talks about it, yeah. We're just the about with the needle to moves, is what they call yes. it. Yes, moving the oh. needle. Well, the needle is so ready to move, and I can feel it. You don't think? I mean, the cool thing is, like, and we mentioned this on the on previous wrestling rambles, that when when you got into wrestling, it had all been and gone. 
So you're hearing about the the heyday from well when and, when I got into wrestling, um, like uh, you say, I used to hear about the heyday about your, from yourself, and mm-hmm. I watched it back um, through DVDs and things like that at the time. And now, of course, you do it through the network, but it's not the same. Um, of course, when AEW pe- the, you know, set up its tent, um, it was the usual WWE, such a juggernaut. It's not the same. It wasn't comparable to what it was in the nineties. Because WWE wasn't as big, and then even though it's, it sounds terrible, they're not as big in the nineties now as they are now. They are like a global juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh... absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Ladybird Lady says, "Oh, I'm just nosy as fuck. Not into wrestling unless they're really hit obs." And then she corrected by saying, "Hot." Well, oh, I mean, right. okay. each to their own. Each to their I own. I thought she was meaning like, unless they're like, they're really right. Bad. So that was like, well, by the way, <laughs> there's a brawl for all. Exactly. Leave that. Leave um, the brawl for all. The yeah, crazy so thing I mean, is, um, yeah, forget back to uh, that. So I mean, AW pitching up their tent. I don't think even myself who was like, okay, it's good to have an alternative. They've got some stars there. I didn't think that it was going to get to this point. So I, I still, I still. I'm not quite um, thinking that it's going to be as the same as it was in the 90s, but you, who've seen there, who've, who was there back in the trenches... Oh, look, God damn it, I've seen some stuff! <laughs> you seem convinced, and that in, in turn is convincing me a little bit more. Telling and you don't me. get me wrong, I'm on hype train, man. I am... Mate, let me just kind of square it up for you, and for anybody that's listening uh, after the fact or listening live with us, right? I stopped watching wrestling a wee bit, right? You and I were doing the wrestling ramble and we were at it every show, every single week, right? Quite a lot of wrestling to watch. And then, um, no, of course, Ladybug Lady, go ahead, share the link to this. (laughs) Um, So the the really cool thing was when when I watched AEW after not watching it for a wee while, and it's just that I had other things on. It's not like I was like, and, and having the wrestling ramble was a reason for me to get in and be like, right, we need to, we need to watch it. But when I didn't have to, I kind of sloped a little bit and kind of checked the highlights. Yeah. When I turned an AEW show on, right, it was crazy. I could feel, you could feel it, which is something you've not been able to do for, for from Raw or SmackDown for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you I remember when um, I, I can remember when I first started watching it. I was like, you need to kind of, you need to start watching this, and you were still, you obviously you were like the definition of what we call a lapsed fan at that point, because you were like, nah, just not feeling it. I know Jericho and that's there, but nah, just don't, not feeling it. But yeah, as soon as you yeah. watched it, you were kind of like, okay, right, I kind of get what it's going for. Um, There's a but feel. to be honest, but watching it from the beginning, you know it's not been perfect. It's had to kind of take its time to to figure out what it is and to get mm-hmm. its, to establish its own stars. Um, but now it's at a point where the people who've watched it from the earlier times, like me and myself, like me and yourself, are going to really benefit from it now because the roster is just absolutely bloody stacked, and with the potential <laughs> potential incomings. And you know what's funny? Like, Mate, I was on Twitter yesterday, just kind of trying to see what kind of wrestler we could have on this show, and I came across Sonny Kiss's uh, Twitter, and I was like, "Remember, remember him?" Like Sonny Kiss, I right. This is how it is. They're getting the totem pole, like the really good guys, the really good wrestlers, and the guys that are bringing the eyes to the prize are now on dynamite. All those, all the guys you saw to begin are all on dark, 
or yeah. the the one before dark they're not getting the tv time anymore and i think it's the right call yeah but even orange cassidy in that is not making dynamite nowadays he's kind he of needs to change he needs to change that i'm so not and i and i know you have been mate but see this orange cassidy hands in the pockets like i think that may have worked for maybe a couple of months but how do you he needs to transition from from that to something else it just doesn't do it for me even the sting I, I, thing. I know people love the sting thing, the whole right. But for me, I was just like, ah, what the fuck is this? Two things about that. One, um, I, I can understand where you're coming from, but he's still mm. over. Um, I was worried that when the shows came back to live audiences, he wouldn't be as over as what he was previously yeah. to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he's also extremely marketable to kids, and this is something that uh that I, I I wasn't really expecting. It's the same with Darby Allen. They're like really marketable to kids these days. <laughs> we'll it. It's really cool. So yeah. um, I can't see it changing anytime soon. But the problem I think he's got is that especially with all these rumoured names that are coming in, it's a long time before he's going to see himself anywhere near the main event status or even he's going to struggle to get on to shows like Dynamite. But I think that's where these shows like Rampage and that are kind of coming in now because the roster no. is quite sizable. It makes sense, you know, as much as everybody gives Tony Khan a lot of stick for being like a daddy's boy. But, mate, if my dad was a gazillionaire, I'd be like, go and give me some money so I can hire Sting and everybody else. Like, stop hating on him for it, you know? Um, a, a really cool thing that everybody's talking about is the the rumours of Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, and CM Punk joining AEW. And it just, you know... Right, so here's a couple things that makes me go right. It has to happen, right? And it's it's all it's all in the pattern. So they're clearly teasing it with with the with the lingo they're saying. Bear in mind also, the best in the world doesn't mean because Darby Allen called out CM Punk by saying the best in the world. Brian Danielson was actually called the best in the world before CM Punk on the Indies. So that's a red herring, right? I, I agree with you. I think it's a massive swerve. I think mm. that, um, <laughs> however, God help them. <laughs> this rampage show. See yeah, if see if he does not show up. <laughs> I don't know. Like even at that, mate. Th- from the moment rampage starts, you will hear nothing but CM Punk chants that whole night until he I, shows up. Mate, CM Punk chants have started already, um, yeah. and it's not even. How cool was that? How cool was that? And a company's never wrestled for CM Punk <laughs> chants. <are. laughs> that's just. You, this is you... it, mate. This is this is what I was telling you about. This is it. If they were planning to bring in anybody as a heel, though, right? Like, say they're going, okay, we'll bring in Brian Danielson, but he wants to be a heel like he used to be back in his Ring of Honor days or whatever. <laughs> what better way to get heat right? than come back when everybody else is expecting Punk and it's like, hey, it's me, Brian Danielson. Sense. Yeah, and because... then have Punk show up at the pay-per-view. Because at that point, it's, it's not going to be like a case of when Punk if he doesn't show up at Rampage, people aren't going to go, oh, well, that's that then. They've got all out in Chicago. So they're going to go, thing right, is though, so thing is though, as a, promoter, as a promoter, does it not make more sense to have him show up at Rampage and have a match in Chicago? It's, it's, it's when, when is all out? All out's 5th of September, right? Rampage is 20th of August. It's not a long time to build a match, I suppose. But, uh, but you've yeah. got CM Punk. You're doing, you know, I mean, they've had to put more seats on to this uh, rampage. And you know when uh, uh, that's, that's true. Yes, uh, after when, um, when J- J- Jr. had said after just right after 
Darby Allen said, even if you are the best in the world. And the way JR uh, on the commentary was just like, ha, 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 ha. Like, times ahead, folks. It's going to be good. Future looks bright. <laughs> it's like, well, you, he's just confirming exactly what he said. Right. And then I listened today to JR's re- recent uh, Grill and JR episode. Have you listened to it? Gone right off? No, have not yet. No. And get this. I love it, though, man. It's so <laughs> it, was, it was an Ask JR Anything uh, episode. And someone asked, you know, I is bringing in CM Punk. And then he was like, you know, if we did. And then he starts going on about, you know, CM Punk would come in and he'd work. He was detailing everything that CM Punk would do. I'm like, and he's like, and he's like but that's if, that's if he comes. I'm like, you've, you've had this conversation. You have had this conversation and you're just trying 100%. to throw us off now. Right? Because he's right. If, too much if, info. If was he coming in, right? Yeah. They would have to be putting out fires left, right, and center because. They'd be like, listen, we cannot have this expectation hanging over these events because we're going to get it's going to turn a it's going to turn a massive positive at the minute into a horrendous negative if it doesn't happen. So <laughs> that's that's why we know it's happening. Well, see, um, it would make sense though. See if everybody's chanting CM Punk, right? And then Daniel Bryan comes out as Brian Danielson or American Dragon, right? How he was originally. If he comes out. And takes the that that'll proper give him Rey Mysterio in the Royal Rumble heat, right? That'll give him some proper <laughs> heat, hundred <laughs> percent. Which which, which is means... ironic because in the Royal Rumble that was Daniel Bryan they were wanting to show up. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be really. Cool. And Rey's going to be sitting there at him going, "Now you know what it feels like, mate. Now you know what it feels like." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look exactly at this, Kaja. <laughs> I feel that. I feel it all that. comes around. All comes around. <laughs> it comes around. And, and it was funny as well. CM Punk, the hypocrite. Did he not bitch forever about these guys coming in, taking a big payday, and then leaving? Right? Was he doing with the UFC? <sighs> Mate, to be honest, right? See with the UFC, I, I, I think that he would have stuck around longer, longer if he was actually fucking good at it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Well, I suppose, but it, it ain't no life from matter, folks. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't want to criticize Punk too much for that because it took bogs to get into oh, yeah, yeah. like that. People yeah, criticize but... him a bit for that, and to be fair, I think he kind of just takes it going. Look, it happens. Use it against me. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't criticize him for that. I just definitely all I would not. Say, all I would say is he can then cry about people coming into the wrestling industry doing a couple of shots and then leaving with big money when he just done that with the UFC and all the people that never ever make it to a, a pay-per-view he took their spot so is that right I I mean that's that's where I would go if I was MJF that's how I would do it and by the way MJF and CM Punk that would be a great oh pick-up. man I just money. think the whole Darby Allen thing it's like I'm still not seeing it. Look, I, I, I can see it. Darby Allen being like a one and done match. Like, see, when we mentioned how it's not a long, long time for all out, mm-hmm. Darby Allen would be a fine, like, rubber match, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll fight Darby Allen first just to show that I'm still who I am. He goes over Darby Allen quite clean. He's got to be. And then program with likely it's going to be Kenny Omega, isn't it? Yeah, mate. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, right? Talk about going over clean. Tommy End, like Malachi Black, is going by now. How awesome oh, yeah. did he look, mate? Mate, he's not the same guy we've seen in NXT. No, no, mate, he not, came not out in WWE. No, and do you know what I loved about him as well? It was his uh, his aura. He's going to be massive there. 
unbelievably. Oh. And I did not see it in, in WWE. I watched him in WWE and was like, oh, I get it. Because I saw him in ICW before he went to WWE as Tom, he was Tommy End. But see yes. the way he just, the way he carried himself uh, to the ring and even how he beat him. And he's just kind of just like, of course I bet him. Of course I bet him. Yeah. Right? You know, you know what? See with the entrance and the vibe of uh -huh. it all, right? You can't. Mate. I don't. I don't want to compare him to Undertaker because Undertaker's a big yeah. shoe to fill. But he could be the AEW equivalent of Undertaker. You know, he could be that that mysterious guy who just comes in, beats people quite convincingly, and then fucks off. You know, and fucks off. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> mate. I think, I think that there's a ton of potential for him, and people are saying this, right? Oh, AEW are higher than no, all WWE's rejects. Mm, they've hired two folk in a year. <laughs> they've hired two folk. Look, look, they're hiring the best talent that's out there, right? They've got to um, give themselves a, a fighting chance. And look what's happened since. I, I, this, look, whether people say, oh, they're hiring WWE rejects, it's those WWE rejects that are going to bring viewers in. Um, yeah, it's the same people you're saying, oh my God, they had so much potential. Why WWE? Why did you you sack them? What do you mean AEW just hired them? Why the hell would you hire a WWE reject? Yeah. For the same let's, reason you're complaining about them fucking firing them, motherfucker. Look, let's address this here, right? Because I want to kind of get this started. See these people who are like WWE vehement supporters, right? Why are you so anti-AEW, right? I want to stress right now, I'm very, very pro AEW, but I am certainly not anti-WWE. If WWE start to give me a product that I feel is good, if they start doing things that I think that's quite interesting, I will watch WWE. I will watch friggin' both. Mm. At the end of the day, we've got, you don't need to choose one or the other. You can watch both, man. At the yeah. minute, though, let's talk about this because... WWE, we love WWE. We're, we're, we were WWE fans first and foremost, and have been. Always, yeah. For mm -hmm. you know, so even during like the Monday WWE, Night Wars. <laughs> with all this AEW stuff, it's like the perfect storm, though, because not only are AEW, you know, moving the needle as we say, right, with they these are, potential incomings, and it might not stop there. It seems that WWE are kind of losing their mind a little bit, especially regarding their current product and storylines. And also their release of superstars who are, well, just that, superstars. Mm, yeah. Um, which, you know, leads to the main one being Bray Wyatt. And of course, well, it's exactly what you mentioned there. He had so much potential. He did this. He never got to work creatively. If he signs for AEW, which probably will happen as well. Maybe not Mate, soon, how but... good will that be though? Because AEW are just doing it the way it should be done. The way the way WWE used to do it. Mate, what AEW are doing now is how WWE used to do it. Yeah. Well, look, AEW have done nothing that WWE haven't done in the past. One thing they have, and that's opened the forbidden door. The forbidden door? Mm-hmm. Address never... this. Kenny Omega showing up on Impact. People from Impact showing up oh, on AEW, New Japan, Power, right? They are yeah, doing exactly WWE thing. That's not what they right? do. No, that's the only one thing that they've. And you know what? That's probably the most important part because uh, I think doing that makes it healthier all around. Now, when when you look at this, right? This this is the conversation. WWE will never have competition. By the way, they do, and it's, it's every other comp. It's yeah. every other uh, business right now that does wrestling, and they're all. They're banding together. They're banding together. And it's not that they're coming after WWE. Create a faction. <laughs> All right. It's, a, it's evolution, baby. It's AEW's Triple H. <laughs> right. 
And what, what they're doing, right, is they're, they're making wrestling healthy again, which is competition for WWE because yeah. it, WWE was everything a corporation is, sucking the life out of everything that go, you know, you know what I mean? To the point yeah. where people are now leaving WWE and going, you know oh, what? Man. I'm away to a, I don't, I'm uh, look at speaking of people leaving WWE, is Adam Cole leaving WWE and going to AEW? Well, his wife's there, so probably, <laughs> um, you know, uh, T- Tony Khan had said that there has been no such conversation because it has been uh, rumored that that was a thing, but there's been no such conversation. Get this though, right? Think about this you and your wife. Imagine you and your wife are in the same profession. So we'll say that you and her are podiatrists, right? And your wife's, you're working a job where you're being told to do it this way, yet you're better than what what they're telling you to do. You've studied your whole life to become this amazing podiatrist when really they're taking bog standard and that's when you get the shot for decent money. But your wife comes home every night and is like, by the way, this was great. We tried this new thing. And she's telling you all these amazing things that you would love to do, that you train to do, all the things you aspire to do. And the money's just as good, right? Come on. Yeah. That that conversation every night when you go home is going to be like, well, wait a minute. And then when you look at the fact that everybody from NXT is being bloody sacked and they're kind of being treated like the, the, the stepchild because they couldn't take on AEW. They lost yeah. and ran, ran back to a different night. That would make me say Adam Cole would go to AEW. He gets to be with his wife. He gets the creative freedom. He doesn't have to be sacked. He can actually just leave on his own accord. I think that's what's going through his head. Could be wrong. Nothing there to back that up, but that's just my own opinion. I, I love the hypotheticals you come up with. So this is what I want to put to you, Kevin, right? This is on the spot, right? But I think this will make it even better, right? So we are here at the minute in time. Today is the 7th of August, right? I want to revisit <laughs> this and let's say... Uh, the new year or something like this. Revisit this this year. Tell me what do you think is going to happen between now and the new year? What is this wrestling revolution or what would you like it to look like? What do you think is it going to look like? How do you think, like, for example, Punk's going to debut? What impact do you think this is going to have? Where do you think this is going to lead? Oh, man. Where do you think these two companies will be in six months' time? Stacked question, right? Or so maybe I'll, I'll fu- new year. Oh, mate. Well, here's one thing. I'll say this, right? WWE's never going to be in a position to be like this. We're, we're screwed. They'll never be in that position where they were, where they were having to take the water fountains out of the building. They'll never get to that again. But what will start happening, right? And I'll tell you how this will happen, right? What will start happening is TV deals and stuff. As before, WWE could just strike a deal and they'd get the deal. Now there's going to be, that's where the real competition is going to be. It's AEW are going to be taking up their their uh, real estate and they're going to move in. And before you know it, kids will grow up the same way they did in the 90s. But I love wrestling, me too. Which one do you watch? It's not just going to be, do you watch wrestling as wrestling referred to WWE? That's what's going to happen. And here's how it's going to happen. It will happen the moment CM Punk shows up in AEW. Because at that point, that's where all eyes will be on AEW. All eyes will be on wrestling, right? Because of how big it is. The the fact that um, wrestling is this thing that's over here and has been for a long time and it's not in the mainstream. Because it is essentially the last card any company can play. We brought back CM Punk because it's 
is something that's never no one ever thought was going to happen, or at least it's when they did, mythical, they never though, isn't it? right? It is, it is. And even though you've seen him on Fox talking about WWE, still not the same as him coming out. And no. it's because of how he done it, and it's because of all the stars aligned to create the megastar that was CM Punk, and because it got shot on, and that's how it began because he was being shot on, right? It created a, a story. He is he, and I can't even say he's the Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is. He's going to be. He is going to be AEW's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, but he's not going the, to be Austin, yeah. But he, here's the thing, right? Regarding Punk, right? To mm -hmm. to address how big this is, right? Because I don't want this to get played in at all. This is huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you name anything bigger that is possible in wrestling right now to happen? The only thing I think that could get eyes on the prize is if they do a big proper goodbye to the Undertaker. Is the only thing that WWE could pull out that will. Get people still not in. bigger than punk for me. Not bigger it's than punk, bigger. but it's the, the bringing back the rock is that will certainly done. bring eyes to WWE, and I think that'll happen. But it's not it's bigger than done. punk. The only know. thing I could think of, but it's just not possible. It's never going to happen. As if they brought Austin at a retirement, but that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Never it's only thing happen. I can think of off the top of my head. So yeah. that tells you how big this is. This is the. It's been the biggest thing for years now. I mean, how many years? I mean, it's like almost eight years or something. It's, um, mate, think about this, right? Remember when The Rock went away to Hollywood and they came back after seven long years? Punk's been, away the, Punk's been away for the exact same amount of time. And I still the think this is Rock bigger. Rock, it is absolutely bigger. And what's going to happen is the moment he touches down in AEW will begin the Monday Night Wars, so to speak. That is the razor moment, right? It so is because this is what's going to happen. The TMZ, all all the major news outlets that never cover wrestling will cover wrestling because of this. Your timeline will be filled with CM Punk. It will be breaking, right? Breaking in capital letters. CM Punk shows up at AEW. And at yeah. that point, that's when it's on. And it will be on the moment Vince McMahon declares it's on. And he will. He already <laughs> probably is. He's just yes. playing it down. But he has to. Everybody can see it. That's why even Jericho's like, yeah, right, we're not competition. You fucking know we are, right? And yeah. and the more people... Like, AEW are giving the fans what they want. Granted, not everything's perfect, but they're, they're at least making the effort to give you what you want, and still people complain. But I'm telling you, the moment AEW's name starts being mentioned in the major, right, is when now the companies that host these TV deals have leverage over WWE and Vince don't like that. So Vince will try and squash that. And that's when you know it's on because he's coming for you. And yeah. then Vince will step his game up and wrestling will get better as a whole. And that starts the revolution, mate. Wrestling will be better as a whole. Vince will here's the question. Here's the question, right? Because mm -hmm. this is what I want to know, right? We know what AEW is going to... We are likely... like if I, if, I, if I can elaborate on maybe some predictions for you. I think it's obvious as soon as Punk comes back, sorry, Kenny Omega, Punk's going to be the man of the company at that point. He's going to yes. hold that belt, and rightly so. He's going to be your talisman. He's going to be your the face of the company, right? Um, and, of course, we'll have a stacked roster. We'll have packed-out shows. I'm sure we'll have lots of good creative storylines. Um, we know what AEW is likely going to look like in the next, by New Year. It's mm -hmm. probably going to have had its best year and it's going to be going in for an even brighter future for next They'll year. They'll do stadiums. They'll do stadiums for their all-out Exactly. They, I think they aim to make Double or Nothing a WrestleMania-like event. And I think 
if if they've got ambition, they could possibly have a have a chance of doing something like that next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a here's a, a more curious question, right? WWE, what can they do at this time? Because I, I'll be honest, I'm scratching my head. What can they do? Because uh, to be honest, right, as a as a somebody who's not watched a lot of WWE, I mean, seasons are like we last spoke in February. I can't say that I've watched WWE a lot. We watched WrestleMania. And it was one of the most forgettable WrestleManias I think uh, we've ever had. Um, what a head scratching as well! Like what? A hundred percent, yeah. I mean, the whole Bray Wyatt thing—it probably makes more sense in hindsight now mm-hmm. where we are. But um, recently, they brought back Cena, which I'm sure you'll agree with me was was a big moment. I, I think we were more happy than anything else that Big Match John finally got the pop that he he'd been due. Deserves. Yeah. But I also feel that. As much as I was happy from the get that pop, that told me everything about the current state of where WWE is at the minute in time. John Cena showing up in WWE this time a year ago wouldn't have been the big deal that it is now. I know he's making waves in Hollywood, but at the end of the day, it would have been like, oh, there's John Cena, that's cool. But it wouldn't have been like, the rock's here, there's John Cena, because that's kind of what I felt that was like. And mm-hmm. as, with no disrespect to John Cena, I don't see him in that category yet. I'm glad he got his pop. I was happy to see him. I thought, okay, he's somebody that's legitimate. But mm-hmm. at the minute, he's still, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't add up to what AEW have potentially got here. It's not going to get, it's not going to have the same attention, if you know what mate, I mean. Mate, I got Goldberg's certainly not going to either. No, uh, mate, come on. Who else? Who else you know, the best, the I best think at the minute is Reigns, of course. I think um, a really cool thing. I think something that that may get a lot of buzz for WWE if they actually turn Cena heel. <laughs> that I, could do something, but it could, it could. But if you want to see Cena heel, just watch a new Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> <laughs> you but, know, I am. Um, I've got to say, as a wrestling fan, right, and I've not been able to say this for a very, very long time. But to turn on an episode of Dynamite and be like this, fucking yes, yes, <laughs> that feel, mate. There is a feel to the to watching it. When I turn on WWE, I'm always just I'm like this. All mm. right, okay, here comes Enter Matt Riddle, bro. Yeah, bro. Someone's gonna show up, bro, and I'm gonna scoot away, bro. Right, it's the same. Oh, look, there's our truth and Reggie. Yep. Oh, there's a couple of girls talking about how I'm the ES. It's very the same shit every week, right? You've got Roman Reigns, who's a standout, of course, right? Probably, the crowd's not into it, though, man. The crowds aren't into the shows. No, they're not. But here's the thing, right? You turn on AEW and nothing's even happened. And I'm like, feel that. Feel that. <laughs> nothing's happened yet. And I can feel that. That's fucking magic, mate. That's what they're doing right. They've captured yeah. it. And they never had that. They never had nope. it before. The, the audience left. They didn't have it exactly when it came back, but recently it's there. Since Double or Nothing this year, Double or Nothing was best wrestling pay-per-view of the year so far. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of when the whole, it was the first proper crowd in after the pandemic, and ever since then they've been off and running. Um, I, I just can't see what WWE do. I really don't. I mean... The, 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 people are going to maybe say they're going to bring back The Rock and have Rock versus Roman Reigns. That'll do it. And I'm, uh, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's if AEW follow through and what I think they're going to, The Rock versus Roman Reigns isn't going to be enough. Nope, absolutely. It's not, not is it? It's not. Don't get me wrong. 
it will probably have a few more eyes on it. Um, I'm sure because you know we we would admittedly I would watch that, you would watch that, but I just don't feel the same hype for it as I do for <laughs> what's going to happen in AEW. You know, everybody everybody is anticipating that moment where color oh, personality kicks and the place just completely the oh, the sound oh, just goes up, mate. It's it's un it's you feel you like have to do it in Chicago. It has to be done in Chicago. Aye, you feel like it's a moment that can't be botched. You feel like it's you can't do it wrong. There's no wrong way of doing this, surely. Um, there is. It's this. There's, there's Next week, mate, mate. The, the worst way they could do it is this. Next week, folk. CM Punk is going to be here in the building live. Hundred percent. You fuck it. That's how you fuck the it. John that Morrison Batista entrance. Right. That or, uh, ladies and gentlemen, CM Punk. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> it needs to happen where it just happens. It has and to just a, happen. It's like, it's yes. like a glass match. Yes. Yep. It has to happen like that. If you introduce it, if you tell us it's going to happen, just think about it's going to be goosebumps right Mate, here. right? That's, this is what I'm talking about. Wrestling hasn't been like that for a long time. Could you just, could you just imagine, right? All out, uh, or when so and so Kenny Omega's had a 30 minute match in the ring, he's tore the place down, uh, the crowd's hot, they're, they're all ready to go and then suddenly, uh, he's lying in the ring celebrating whatever I think more than likely, more than likely, right <laughs> Hangman will be, he'll be screwed over right, in a, yeah. in a really bad fashion and then he's taking the, time off I believe right, and that crew yeah, well that crew of uh, people will, uh, what they'll do is they'll start kicking shit at Adam Page to the point <laughs> where he's all, he's all like, oh no, and they're all taking punches, that's when it'll happen and he'll come and clear the ring. You get me? <laughs> Dave says, all right, Rod and Todd. <laughs> I've not heard that in a long time. We've kind of... Oh, God. Is that, is that Dojo, Dave? Is, well, I, you could... You could he's local <laughs> to me. just going back a while. <laughs> Dojo, Dave. I've not heard that in years, man. <laughs> it's Lobo to me, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hi, Dojo, Dave. Hey, man. Uh, but, mate, we'll see. I'm telling you, right, that's it'll, it'll come and... One of those, uh, one of those fashions. Hey, <laughs> um, oh, we got a question here from I'm like yeah, Booker, Booker T or JBL. Um, depends what at what uh, invest in money, probably JBL. Uh, um, <laughs> at cooking shrimp, definitely Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that on his podcast, by the way. I heard that on his I'm, podcast. You know what? I'm actually going to answer that question. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be a controversial answer. I'm going to say JBL because the man can draw heat. Yeah. Um, Booker T is incredible he, as well, though he's a fucking icon. I've not got anything as Booker T, but I'd say JBL for me. Uh-huh. Plus JBL. <laughs> I'm sure he this is. is. This is why we love live shows. You've also got to remember that JBL <laughs> hired John Michaels as an employee, so that's what I, I like to call the famous credit crunch kid. Story <laughs> I remember that. It gets it gets done. Uh, uh, Livy Dave Booker was a better worker. JBL was a better heel. Can you argue with that? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely that's definitely now, valid. Can you dig that? Sucker. <laughs> but mate, right? Where are we? We're back to AEW. And by the way, I think because we're doing an hour episode, we've got what about half an hour left. It is oh. going to be mostly AEW conversation here because that's where it's at and that's where our conversation would be at um we've got another comment here black john <laughs> cena or good john cena uh <laughs> good john cena we'll go with that 
<laughs> right. So the really cool thing, uh, Alistair Black comes in and absolutely flattens Cody, and then Cody gets up and does his Ric Flair. Oh. <laughs> Mate, do you know you what? Mean? Mate, uh, I've not got it there. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, I failed. Hey, get this though, right? <laughs> see, Cody, man. Do you ever see him do a promo where he's not like, this is my promo. They said I couldn't do this promo, but I'm going to do this promo. Like, he's just, what the fuck, man? Hey, do you want to see my reaction for the, for the Cody Rhodes promo? I'm sitting there watching the Cody Rhodes like... promo. I'm like, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, see when he, you know what the bit though, what, that pushed me over the edge? And Kirsty, my wife Kirsty was like, sitting there going, what's the problem here? And I'm like, he's taking off his boots. He's taking off his boots. <laughs> he's taking and I was like, no way. No oh, way. Alistair Black beat me, taking off my boots. Like, what? I thought myself, he, he'd just done himself a good thing. He'd just really put Alistair Black over in the best fashion he could with the whole great Cali pin, right? Yeah. Uh, the one foot thing. But my <laughs> God. Grayson says, I never saw a promo, but I feel it. Yep. Cody Rhodes is just... Uh, Such a mark for himself. Man. He absolutely... Do you know what? He's become the very thing that he set out to destroy. <laughs> You, you said he would destroy the save, not <laughs> not join them. <laughs> Mate, he just needs to turn heel. I think if you just turn his character heel, then you'll be all right because then, oh, like, it's that works as a heel, right? But mate, he's just so, you know, we are competition. It's like get over it, man. What are you working? <laughs> and I still don't understand why he took his boots off and was like, "I'm done." Why? Because you got beat. <laughs> you still won more than you've ever been beat. What's he'll be, issue, he'll be away for two weeks. I know, and he'll show up. He'll be away haircut. for two weeks. He'll come back with a brand new hairstyle or gimmick. And, and win the TNT Championship. He's like, and... he's like this guy. It's like, maybe if I take some time off, I'll get a bigger pop. He's like, that's what he's like. Mate, I, but, but the time off has to be longer than three weeks. <laughs> remember, oh, he came back with a big... And what's the, what's his bloody entrance all about the 40 million fireworks helicopters and whatnot. He's only going to be, he's got to be back by Rampage or All Out for when Punk debuts because let's be honest, he's not going to let CM Punk debut against anybody else other than him. Mate, I know what, I watched the the debut of Sting and was like, why didn't they just go have him go straight to Derby? He had to come out and save Cody. Like, what the fuck? He should have went straight to fucking Derby if that was the plan for all. Who else has debuted against him? You've had, you, you had um, Alistair Black, obviously. Mm-hmm. Did you have Brody Lee debut against him? You certainly had a lot going on with him. Uh, oh, who else has Cody had debut against him? Oh, man. The guy's oh, just. I'm fool myself here because I probably can't remember, but look at this. By the way, do you know the significance? Because they're in Jacksonville. And uh, Cody Rhodes took his boots off. That's where his dad done it. All right? Oh, right. And of course, of course, all the new generational kids that watch wrestling know this. Oh, they know this. <laughs> so he had to do it, right? <laughs> he had to do it. And what was it he said that um, that you know they said we couldn't do it and all this stuff? Cody, man, calm down, <laughs> calm down. Go and put some face paint on and come out dancing, <laughs> right? We are we stardust kit on. It's just, it's not Cody's time right now, and I don't think he's a bigger deal as he thinks he is. Which also it makes it cringy every time he does the whole 
I don't the think he'll ever be his time. I really don't. Uh, don't get me wrong. Seeing the ring, he's a talented guy and he can put on oh, good absolutely. matches, right? It's like the Young Bucks as well. I feel they can put on good matches, but I don't think they will ever be for me. I'd love to see them. They're not. Mate, they're just fucking acrobats. They've got no, there's not a lot of psychology. And that's, again, what I love is one of the, do you know who, who does it for me? JR. Because when I watch him <laughs> commentate, on this, so <laughs> right? He's like, "Oh, great, another flip." <laughs> Why wouldn't you try and cover him? <laughs> right? Did you and hear his commentary right? during the Nick Gage and Chris yes. Jericho? Oh yeah, cheer this for the light bulb. Why don't you? This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you just hit him with that and not try to cover him. <laughs> but he's so true. He's so right. And the attitude there at least had that psychology, right? The, yes. the attitude there had that psychology. Yeah, you got smacked in a trash can. But somebody was always trying to win, right? The, the 24-hour hardcore title man. Folk were always trying to win. That was always the aim <laughs> of the match. Now it's just not. It's what it's else can I hit with him? Uh-huh. You know what? You know this. That's one thing AEW is lacking, right? Um, the only actually the only person that really does it is MGF, right? It it lacks proper like heel tactics. Like mm -hmm. it showed me. I seen a meme the other day. I wish I could show you. It, it was like uh, it was like me in the nineties when the the heel hits the baby face with uh, a weapon while the referee's down, and it's like this kid in front of the television like that. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. Yeah, and I'm like. I know that as an adult, you don't really get that because you know how it all you, you know how the sausage yeah. is made and how it works. Mm -hmm. But as kids and all that, that's kind of like what draws them in. <laughs> I remember feeling like that. I remember, I remember who was it? It was a hardcore Holly slapped um, Funaki backstage, right? And then Funaki came out to a match with him. And Funaki's walking like this, like, you can slap me back in. And I'm like, fuck him up, Funaki, fuck him up. And then Funaki got fucked up, and I was like, no, no. And I was raging with Funaki. I was like, the guy slapped you, and then he slapped fucking you in the ring. I'm raging. Funaki, man. Come on. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> I was so raging that Funaki. Funaki. I mean, of course he was going to get jobbed out. But yeah, back then, was I was real. like, that was real. Right? I believed in it because of what it was. Um, so it was, you know, with, with Cody Rhodes, I just think he needs to kind of get a hold of himself. Bray Wyatt. When you text me, I was actually in the middle of doing the the high no high aye, the Braveheart, right? So I was actually getting my kilt on and stuff to come out as big William Willis. And uh and you were like, Well, there's Bray Wyatt gone. And I read it on my watch. I was like, What? I was like, Do you know what? I'm not even surprised. I'm not even surprised. Now we don't know the circumstances as to why he's gone. I have uh, it can't be because budget cuts and they just didn't see it. They have yeah. to have seen it, but clearly they haven't seen it though. Look how he's been booked, right? Listen, I was like, Look how he's been booked. Ah, <laughs> but the thing is, right, the, the potential you could do with that character see if you just gave him a year, like Lesnar treatment, a year or two, just not being beat. Think about how that, like, how you could make someone else off the back of that. I just don't see why. And that character's so unique from the moment he came out in NXT as. You know Bray Wyatt with the two Wyatt family, right? Yeah. To then come and they, which by the way, you don't see this anymore. Vignettes. You didn't see it for a long time before him, and you've not seen it again since him. But those vignettes were great. We're coming, right? And then at one point, Kane's in the ring, and then the vignette happens again. You don't know what's going to happen. And then he goes, "We're here." Lights go out. 
people go fucking mad. They've not even seen him doing it. And if you've not watched NXT, people went mad because they created a feeling, right? Which he carried through his whole WWE tenure. He carried that feeling. Like, I'm coming for you. He was like a, a shark. Maybe not a shark, a lion stalking you. He, he would stalk you and then he would get you. He'd get you in here. There was, there's so much to the Bray Wyatt character that Wyndham Rotunda, the guy, that's his name, there's so much that he brings to that character and brings to his persona and wrestling that I think's been shot on. It could, unfortunately, he could be like a slasher villain. He could be totally like that. That psychological. He could be in a movie, mate. He could be in a movie, and he's the bad guy. Absolutely get it. Like, but that's that's the thing, though, right? <clears throat> um, seeing wrestling, this is why the fiend for me didn't work. Um, at the end of the day, right? And it's also it was a bit with the Undertaker as well. If you're a big scary dead guy, right, who just likes fucking up people for the, the fun of it, right? Mm-hmm. Why you you're no interest in a wrestling belt. You're no like well, <laughs> yes. belt, huh? Hence why Taker never had it a lot. I would I'd I'd love him just uh, that's what he should have done during WWE. It should have been the whole Seth Rollins things, they booked themselves into a corner with that apparently. I'm like, no, he's didn't he? Have him win, but keep the belt on Rollins because he doesn't want a belt. It's like mm-hmm. why do I need a belt? I just Mate, I do what I want. Yeah. And have you ever seen a an angle where imagine so so get this right bray wyatt beats seth rollins and doesn't take the belt the referee's like all right you can clearly see the referee and then the next night on raw seth Rollins comes out and he's like i've still got the championship so does this mean i'm still the champion like he didn't take it like that there but then again they would look at it this way everybody want that belt if you're not in this industry to win that belt then you should get out of this industry there's that as well. You know exactly what it's like from our wee stint in uh, the professional wrestling. Behind the curtain, what goes on there? What do you mean you didn't want the belt? What do you mean I, I've bled my life? I've not seen my kids grow up to get that belt. You're telling me you didn't want it? Yeah, motherfucker, because his character doesn't need it. And by working with his character, maybe you can get that belt. Fucking right. sit down. You know what I mean? I think There is such a thing as a wrestler or character not needing the belt. There's no Undertaker, Kane. Undertaker and Kane never needed the, t- the title. People yeah. wanted to see them, and I don't think I don't well, think the title done anything for them. Uh, Shawn Michaels never needed the title. He certainly mm. fought. He certainly won it a couple of times and certainly fought for it. But if I told you Shawn Michaels only won that three times mm. championship, would you believe me? Well, I know that he only won it three times, <laughs> so I, I do believe <laughs> yeah, you. But it's quite for like one of the guys who's one of the most decorated and greatest of all time. And he, he's certainly the greatest of time for me. Yeah, he only I mean. Three times does that not tell you everyone mm-hmm. yeah exactly and when you get to that caliber i think but here's the cool thing what's gonna happen if he goes to AEW? now i know everybody's saying it oh he'll take over the dark order if he does that the dark order have to become darker they can't be the dark order that they are right now and by the way never thought the dark order would get over but i love the dark order yeah. I, they're, they're almost like a parody of themselves <laughs> And and how cool was that entrance the other week there, when uh, the hangman came out and the the lights and that? I thought that was fucking brilliant. Even the Space Jam one. I'm not usually into the hokey pish. I enjoyed that. That one worked. Do you know how much it cost them to use that song for fucking two minutes? No. Tony Khan had to play pay fifty thousand pound for that the use of that song for that amount of time on that that episode. Think about that for a second. You know what I mean? You could just get why are they why they've not hired Jim Johnson right now at this point is beyond me. Because that's one thing TNA I think lacked was a great theme song. Put it this way when wrestlers when they return, 
the first thing you look forward to is hearing their music. Yep. When you hear the glass shatter, when you hear the wee bit of static before CM Punk, when when Shawn Michaels comes out and it's jum 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 jum, you want that wreck exactly. I think that's missing in today's wrestling. By the way, you've got a couple that are the exception, but in the Attitude Era, everybody had a cool ass theme song, something that fit, was unique, and was well done. And by the way, no one's been able to step up to the plate where Jim Johnson is. And I think if he's still kicking about doing music, hire him. Who cares he worked for WWE? He worked for WWE. He made it work for WWE. And as well, that's another place where they're going wrong with WWE, right? Their music's very generic. All right. How can we get excited about that? It's like when you're sitting in a bar and uh, living on a prayer comes on. Boom, whoa, boom, whoa, boom, boom, boom. Tune, man. Okay. Right. That's an element of the creation of character. So it's I think... also um it's stuff that's recognizable. I mean, heck, mm. I, I brought up I, I play football every week and one time I scored and all I did was the DX chop celebration, right? Mm-hmm. And just about every week since then, people have been break like all these people Freaking who are like, the wrestling fans, but you know what they've been doing? Oh, what? you didn't know. <laughs> Stuff like that. They've been doing yeah. it five times. They all know it. And it's maybe not yeah. because of wrestling fans. It's because they remember it mm-hmm. from yes. when they were younger. They st- even okay. though they didn't watch wrestling, they know what that means. My kids go like this. It's John Cena. <laughs> oh, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we just address that, right? <laughs> if you still haven't seen the Stone Cold DT, just do go just see YouTube it. Stone Cold DT. Yeah, one where he goes to White Castle and go order a couple of cheeseburgers. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> you know a Stone Cold DT. Um, <laughs> If he doesn't come on, I've literally been training my wife how to speak like him. I'm just going to buy the mask. And he's coming on. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's Stone Cold E.T. I mean, that's that's just beautiful. I love Stone Cold E.T. And his uh, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a video of him, right? Where he showed up to like a Mick Foley signing. Yeah, and it, was, it was quite awkward to begin with, right? And the, full, the full garb, right? But nobody there knows who he is. Yeah, and I was sitting there thinking, see if I was there, I'd be more excited to meet Stone Cold ET than I would actually meet Mick Foley. <laughs> Mate, I'd be following him. <laughs> He's a good one. Like, it's definitely one I'd have to. We'll have to get him on. And we've actually never had an official guest on the Wrestling Ramble, which is mad. But we do have someone coming up who is gonna as soon as he moves house. He was an Attitude Era wrestler. Uh, and I've reached reached out to a couple wrestlers of today's. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, Matt Cardona, how good did you see the GCW match with him and Nick Gage? He beat no. Nick Gage in like an absolute bloodbath and took the GCW title. Um, no, I didn't see this. I think he's trying to. I think he's trying to remove the Zack Ryder from his character now he came in AEW and yeah the AEW thing was just him coming and slapping a few people and left he didn't really make a dent in it but i'm excited to see what he's doing and he's taking his own path he's not just going straight to AEW. 
he'd done a couple shots there and then and then was like, cool, I'm gonna do my own thing. And he's he's going through the indies. And I think that he's maybe kind of getting in touch with what's going on out there. So uh aye, we'll see what's happening. See you later, Grace and Wolf. Um so aye, it's uh it's a crazy one. It's a crazy one. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Matt Cardona. I think AEW is the destination. I don't think if he ever goes back to WWE that Vince will ever see him as anything. And this is one thing, by the way. Triple H is a bit of a a tatty, right? People people are like, oh, he buries folk. And then you look at NXT and he doesn't bury folk. I think it all depends if he likes you. Because when Zack Ryder was on his way up, I remember an interview, and I don't know if I could find it now, but I remember an interview, and this was when he was doing his Z Long Z True Long Island story, and he was like, the interview guy says to Triple H, why isn't Zack Ryder booked more? And Triple H goes, who? He knew fine well who Zack Ryder was, because then they started talking about him. Why you got to do that? Why you got to do that? Why do that? He can be a can be a total dick. Yeah, I mean, we kind of discredit all the great things he's done. He's one of the greats, uh, undeniably, but there's a bit of an arse in there. And oh, like, I if I was Zack Ryder and I saw that, like, I always, I, when I'm listening to stories about what's going on in behind the scenes in WWE and stuff, and I'm like, I'd fucking definitely go up to the cunt and slap him. Uh, Livy Dave says, HHH called Zack a total mark for himself. Aren't all wrestlers marks for themselves? And by the way, by the way, right, I'm going to say this. Here's a wee exclusive. There's no wrong with that comment, to be fair, though. Ah, true. But get this right. So when I, uh, i done an episode. i done an episode of Jibber Jabber Podcast, and it was titled Kevin's Time in British Wrestling, where I talked about my time and my experiences through my opinion. And I had said that the, the best thing I ever saw from the minute I started wrestling to the, the time I didn't do it anymore, best thing I ever saw was St. George versus Loblo because the place was, you couldn't hear the theme song. It was built up. It was perfectly done. It was just, everything was right about it. It was great. Best thing I ever saw. And I was like, I can't deny that. I got heat for saying that on a podcast. Like I got removed by so many little fucking absolute bitches that used to be in Reckless Intent. They absolutely fucking blocked me because I said that shit. Like that, that shows just how much of a fucking pussy wrestlers, most wrestlers really are, right? They go out there and they're wee fucking tights and give it all the, I can kick your ass. But behind the scenes, they're just fucking bitches, man. And um, fuck, yeah, man, that was. Hey. On, yeah. No, no, that, that's just that. I just think if you're watching this and you're one of those people that removed me because you don't like the fucking truth, go and freeze something in a sock and shove it clean up your ass. <laughs> And that's what I've got to say about that. And if you don't like that, I got two words for you. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I've been in the wrestling industry as well. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I did two, uh, three matches and I decided it would hurt too much. So I left. I mean, the, mate, the uh, wrestling is full of little time. bitches. And I think it, it trickles from uh, WWE right down to the any, any company. Uh, the issue is they all think they're fucking superstars. And in reality, they're absolute little bitches. Most of them. Not all, but most of them. That's the actual the fact. So how do they get ahead? It's not through fighting. It's not through legitimately being the best at what you do. It's by being a little bitch and just talking shit about other people. 
it is politics, and that that is wrestling, unfortunately. Oh well, we got here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to just get that out because I know I know they listen whenever I talk about wrestling, and if I don't say what they want me to say, then then they don't speak to me like I give a fuck. Like I give a fuck. Come and say it to my face. But uh, <laughs> sorry, I felt like that. I mean, the cool thing is the, the the purpose of this show is that we just talk as we do about wrestling. And if, if you guys want an episode where we talk about actual like our time in wrestling, I think that would be a good a good one because I've done my actual episode, but we've never heard your side. The episode would just be you talking because I'm in it for the first five minutes and then I'm gone. <laughs> no, we still have some good times. You should listen to the episode, actually. It's a good episode of Jabber Jabber Podcast. I remember listening to it and thinking to myself, yep, all of this is true. <laughs> Mate, well, b- before we finish, we've got five minutes left of the show, right? I can tell you a story I found out only recently, right? Oh, and I was like, what? Apparently, right, whilst I was in wrestling, I caused someone, I caused someone's missus to lose their child through stress. I was like, wait a minute. And I only found this out like a month ago. I was like, so let me get this straight. Someone that I had like five conversations with, I caused his missus to lose her child through stress. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Olivia Davis saying who? Well, I mean, no, no, this is, this is apparently a true thing. And I'm like, but I've never met, I've never met this guy's missus ever. Never seen her. And I've never directly or indirectly caused this fella any issue. Um, I mean, I'm tr- I, I won't name names, but he used to eat sugar puffs in the ring. Um, and he's the, the, the biggest pussy I've ever, ever come across. Um, surely if I'd, if I had uh, caused someone's missus to lose their child that I didn't even know about, surely you would have something to say or do about that. I still don't understand it, but this, and I might be wrong, this might just have been made, but it was something that was said and said through the grapevine, and, and I'm like, what? So I, that that shows you the kind of people that get into the wrestling industry and are still in the wrestling industry, probably at a higher, at a higher, uh, higher part of the pole than than we imagine. Guys like Darby Allen, who apparently is, uh, did you see that crap going on on Twitter? You showed me. It. I'm not going to comment on it. For uh, I I've been doing more. I I have uh, I know about uh, contempt of court. <laughs> I don't think there's anything to go to court. To be honest, I had messaged. Well, I never messaged. I comment. I commented and was just like, a lot of the stuff you're saying here is contradicting itself. Like he said he would leave. We were on and off, so he did leave. Then came back and then left and came back. So he was leaving. Um, uh, it's taken me a long time to write this. Not hasn't because the grammar and spelling's rancid. If it takes you a long time, surely you've read it a few times and noticed that you've fucking <laughs> that it looks like you're still in primary three. So <laughs> don't know. Like, <laughs> um, Livy Dave says, do you remember taking so many pictures on someone's phone that I, I, by the way, which by the way, that that was fake. He had made that up in an email. And that, like no money, like he never actually, it never cost him any money. Uh, he told me that when I went to send him the money, but I, I, I used to be quite the the troll in uh, in my time in it British wrestling. Like, it sounds like you made a lot of enemies. I never made a lot of enemies. There's just a lot of bitches that would never send it to your face, and it's and I and I'm not annoyed that that exists, and and I can't have an enemy. An enemy is where two parties don't see eye to eye, and they do something about it. 
going and speaking to somebody's mum's cousin. BBW, all bitch wrestling. All bitch wrestling. Nah, because they weren't all bitches. I had some great times there as well. I'm just venting for the uh, the parts that weren't so great and and how men are supposed to act like men, but these motherfucking bitches go to their sister's cousin's auntie and cry about something you don't even know. Since and that happens. That happens, mate. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> I want to leave everybody teased, right? Because uh-huh. it's something they probably never know about. But all week, uh, leading up to a conversation right now, you have been texting me saying, I've got the most hilarious thing to tell you. I have got the most hilarious thing. Mate, yes. You, you probably can't tell me here. Um, <laughs> it's going to be on tomorrow's show when we talk to the oh. director of the movie, The Gate. Which I've got in Blu-ray, uh, the gate. You know Tibor Tibor Ta- Ta- Taskets. That's how you say his name. Right. Um. So it's really funny, but it will be on tomorrow's episode right at the start before we introduce him, because how? No, uh, no, everything's live, always live, mate. Um. The thing is, like, I'll probably I could probably tell you off air if you want, right? Yeah. But how yeah, how yeah. how we managed to secure him as a guest, right? Or how Jordan J Mac managed to secure him as a guest is absolutely hilarious you just <laughs> it's just a story uh so on that note tomorrow tune in to jibber jabber podcast right here where you're watching this we it's do it's have a, you want to know what that what that thing is yes right we got a director the, you remember sabrina the teenage witch yes this this guy created that this is that was his baby he's on tomorrow night he also made a horror movie called the gate with Stephen Dorff in it, right? Loved that since I was a kid. And I was chatting with J-Mac about how much we loved it. And then he was like, yeah, well, I'm just going to reach out to him. And that's where the really, really... F- <laughs> we spent about an hour laughing, barely laughing, right? And I was like, like you can't write this. And it's going to be at the start of the show tomorrow before we introduce him. And so sure. that will be at 9 o'clock tomorrow, exactly where we are. So tune in then. And Todd, are we going to do this weekly or do we do this two weekly? Probably two weekly because just to build up more time for content, yeah. things like that. I think mm-hmm. this has been quite a good one because we've just yeah. had a lot to talk about. Lot to talk about. Shit. Yes, so we should do that. So, so not next week, but the week after, you'll catch us here again. We are on Twitter. The weekly wrestling ramble is on Twitter. That you can see it there. Wrestling at wrestling ramble. Tell us what you thought of the show. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us your thoughts. Uh, we only kind of do Twitter for this one because we kind of just keep it as is. Um, but thanks, everybody that's joined us live. And thank you if you're listening to this in the archive. It's really cool. Make sure you join us live. Um, we are a bi-weekly wrestling ramble. So join Todd and myself. We chat about wrestling. Two pals just chatting as they would uh, as if they were on the phone about wrestling. So it's been a pleasure, Todd. It's been great speaking to you about this again. And we will be back with another wrestling ramble in two weeks but I will see you tomorrow for The Gate at 9 o'clock. Take it easy, guys. See you later.